What is up? What is up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers, your favorite craft beer podcast. I think I think I'm gonna try out some um, little like taglines, catchphrases. See where this goes. Remind you that this is you are indeed tuning in to a craft beer podcast. I'm your host Jess Keller Poole, and today it is a Jess and Shauna episode. My co-host Shauna Cormier will be joining me in on this convo where we're just kind of kicking back and talking beer, seeing kind of what's up. So um, this is recorded right after the Super Bowl. So this episode, we're getting into some of the uh, Budweiser Super Beer, Super Beer, <laughs> what weird Freudian slip, Super Bowl commercials, Super Bowl beer commercials. Um, talk about those, make fun of those. Uh, I, I guess before we go any deeper, I should tell you guys what I'm drinking right now. I have got a, what they're calling a black pilsner from Wayfinder called Russian Circles, named after the band Russian Circles, uh, which is a really cool band. Um, all instrumental, kind of like post-rock, post-metal, kind of progressive definitely there's like some heavy metal influence in there but also like very clear metal guitar riffs and like really like crunchy bass um very fun it's like it's good work music in my opinion so yeah um the people over at wayfinder in case you don't know wayfinder in portland oregon has got basically a metal theme to it kind of a cult theme too very very much my jam and they've done a um beer in the past kind of like dedicated slash in honor of a metal band before so it just really falls in line with their whole their whole thing but yeah um black pilsner i guess aka shorts beer <laughs> um I've, I've been seeing a lot more creative naming in the market for beer styles which as a bjcp judge on one hand frustrates me because i'm like that's not real what you're saying is just confusing people and then on the other hand, I'm like, I get it. I guess people don't know what a Schwarzbier is, which is a black lager, German style black lager. Um, so I guess by calling it a black pilsner, that makes it more accessible. Um, nevertheless, whatever you're going to call it, excellent, excellent beer. Super dry, very crisp, very much still a Wayfinder lager with just these like these boldly roasted malts, but not overwhelming. It's not too bitter. It's got, but it does have some hot bitterness. It's got a little bit of that roast bitterness. Um, I'm a Wayfinder fan girl. So you know, whatever, whatever I'm drinking from them, I'm going to like, but I do recommend checking that out if you are in the Pacific Northwest market. This episode, actually, I don't even think we talk about what we're drinking. It was just kind of like one of those, we both had a long week. It was a Monday. We recorded this on a Monday. I just said we had a long week, um, but we had stuff going on. We were tired. It was just like, we're just going to open whatever we have and just kind of like kick back and uh, shoot the shit and talk beer. So besides going over some Super Bowl stuff, we are also getting into um, theme park beers, how Disney needs to get their act together or hire us to do it. Please, please. I try not to talk too much shit on this podcast, but like I will work. For Disney rates. And I'm also introducing a new segment called Seattle Gossip Corner. Um, Shauna and I run Seattle Beer School, a beer education and events company. So it's very hard to 
not talk about Seattle when we are podcasting together, especially because the majority of people that we talk to are Seattle brewers or people in the Seattle scene. But at the same time, I do want this to be an accessible podcast for people who don't live in Seattle or the Pacific Northwest. So from now on, I'm going to try to keep it concise in uh, a segment in our Seattle Gossip Corner. So we're doing a little a little bit of that. This is what happens when a Capricorn and Gemini suns are best friends. Um, we can't help ourselves. I'm sorry. If you don't know what that means, um, I don't know what to tell you. Look it up. Make sure you stay tuned until the end of this episode, too. We've got another promo from another show on the Titancast podcast network. Um, it's I Love the Internet, which is um, hosted by our leader, Nick Bros, and a childhood friend of mine, Kelly Garrity. So um, stay tuned to the end of that, hear a little promo, see what they're about, and then check them out after you listen to this. Like I said, we are doing Super Bowl commercials. We are talking about theme park beers. We are gossiping about Seattle, all while just kicking it, kicking it on the couch. So this is the vibe we're setting. You need to go grab yourself a beer, take off your shoes, comfy pants, full spread on the couch. I'm talking head at one end, feet on the other, headphones in, not bothered. This is where we're at. You can follow me on Instagram at just just beer. You can follow Shauna at a young Billy Crystal. And of course, Seattle Beer School at Seattle Beer School. We got some cool stuff coming up. We, we've got a new class series that's coming out and a collaboration in the works. So check it all out. Stay tuned and cheers. All right, we're here. Dude, it has been a Monday. Like first starting well, off with the that meeting that I had the wrong time for. I would have forgotten about it. <laughs> Yes, for real. And and then when I got back here, I forgot I had a meeting for Aslan <gasps> at two. I had a chiropractic appointment at two, pushed the meeting back. And then when I got here, couldn't find a Zoom link, couldn't find anything. I check my calendar and I see I have something on my calendar for 2.15 Aslan. And I'm like, oh my God, the meeting is next week. And then... Andy texts me and is like, hey, here's a Zoom link. Like, are you coming? <laughs> I was like, Sweet. Thought it was next week. nothing is working. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Mercury is in retrograde, though. So, you know, communication problems. That explains a lot. Um, yeah, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wasn't there a couple of Bud Light commercials for the Super Bowl? Yes, let's watch those Budweiser Super Bowl commercial. I literally don't know anything about what happened during the Super Bowl yesterday. Do a slight recap. I know that Tom Brady now has won seven times. That's sketch. She's pretty impressive to me. That guy makes me uncomfortable. I'm all sketched out by it. Yeah, isn't he like a Trump supporter? It's so. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. I'm going to count down three, two, one on one. We'll push play. You ready? (laughs) Okay. Three, two, one. Where's the Bud Light? It's missing. What a mess. Post Malone? Cedric. Medieval people. Johnny. All right, Bud Light legends. Let's do this. Hey, sing it, real man of genius singer. That's kind of all I do. Keep going, guys. Keep it going. Oh, that bike's back. Nice. The Bud Light Legend saved the day. 
who are those people? <laughs> um, I have two thoughts off the bat. One, uh, Budweiser is the largest producer and distributor. So I don't know why one truck would stop beer from getting to a convenience Listen, store. It's like a magic carpet. <laughs> Um, and two, this is the reason why COVID is so rampant in LA because they have fucking 50 people in that commercial. They what? they couldn't write a commercial that only required a couple people. They had to make sure 50 fucking people were in there without masks on. And this is why one in every three people in LA has COVID. Also, like, yeah, why couldn't they have masks on? I bet you anything that the people were like, the majority of our consumers are people who live in areas that there's not a ton of mask enforcement. So I bet AB and Bev was like, no, no, no. Why? We can't have masks in here. That's going to make people boycott us. And then it'll be a controversy. I guess I just don't get the references. And so, I mean, I know who those people are. Like, I know who Cedric the Entertainer is. And I know who Post Malone is. But who were those other people? Were they in famous commercial commercials? And also, I'm very upset that there were no frogs. How dare they? <laughs> When's the last time any bullfrogs are in a Budweiser commercial? Rude. I really love those. It's the best thing they've ever done. And Spud McKenzie. They're not going to fucking have Spud McKenzie? They can. Do they have a, a Clydesdale commercial? They always have one of those. They're anti-horse now. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. You mentioned both Spuds McKenzie and the frogs. Because in this article, a clip from this article says... Um, Super Bowl commercial slot for the first time in 37 years. USA Today reported you won't find any Clydesdales, puppies, or talking frogs. So if there wasn't a reason to hate them, now you have one. You see, they're just like trying to create characters. They got to have like new characters every five years or whatever. So I guess that's what that commercial was about. I don't know. It just wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what like the pitch meeting was like for that commercial? Probably just utter chaos they were just like screaming <laughs> at each other all right let's see what this one's about this is riveting ready okay, I gotta, three i gotta see it hold on okay okay three two one <laughs> so when you say let's grab a beer it's never just about the beer come on i'm buying you a beer okay what do they say? Flight crews next door eat pizza. It's how you say, I'm glad we're stuck together. Here's the new friends. Lydia, we sure could use your help on this. Or... Okay. You deserve to be here. Congrats. Or, you know, I'm really sorry. No, not yet. It's a way to say, shake it off. It wasn't that noticeable, was it? Yeah, only if you have ears. So when we're back... I can't do Friday. I got a date. Why don't you bring her here? Let's remember. It's never just about the beer. It's about saying that simple human truth. Come on, let's grab a beer. We need each other. <laughs> okay. I will say, at least they are... I agree with the sentiment that having a beer is more than just having a beer. But... it. They're acknowledging. Did you see that Goose Island <laughs> was featured in that yeah, one? Was, like, okay. Yeah. Well, they are the original sellout, so they have to be represented. Yeah. Um, I just love the idea of like these like big things happening, like getting fired, a funeral. If someone gave me a fucking <laughs> Budweiser in like a time of 
like whoa where i need comfort i'd be like get the fuck out of my face i mean i guess if that was the last thing available um as, well but not a seltzer yeah oh also why did it end with it being all like black and white like it's a wonderful life yeah, i was just gonna say that it was all every time someone opens a bud light seltzer a, a corporate vp gets a raise <laughs> I just like that. Oh First of all, that commercial was just too long. Like, like a minute and 30 seconds. That's so long. Like, all right. Well, like neither of them were funny or that good. So they're almost supposed to be but emotional, Jess. I, I got really sad. It's just like a Super Bowl commercial costs so much money. Why would you make something boring or not funny? I don't know. Apparently this year, the average cost for a 30 second spot during the Super Bowl for a commercial is 5.6 million. That was 90 seconds. <laughs> I don't know, give that money to Black Lives Matter or to um, vaccine, uh, you know, outreach. And And the thing is, is I feel like ever since Pepsi did that one commercial with Kendall Jenner where uh, she like gave the cop a Pepsi and then the riot ended or whatever. um, It wasn't a riot. It was a march. Um, And there was so much backlash. I feel like every big corporation is like, nope, we can't take the risk. It's like if you just have good writers um you're not really taking that much of a risk but because that one was so bad i feel like people are like we can't talk about any social social movements going on i would have been so impressed and this is something that breweries, maybe like the craft breweries would do not big companies is if they did something fucking sweet about taking a knee like yeah, it could have right? been a really clever thing about but no i guess that's too wow it's too controversial to protest uh you know inequalities <laughs> To peacefully protest it. Jesus Christ. I was thinking something I would, excuse me, like to incorporate in the podcast is just because I do love talking about our Seattle scene specifically, but I don't want the podcast to be like too Seattle centric. I think it'd be fun if we did just a segment whenever it's you and I recording um, where we have like like a Seattle gossip corner where we can like get anything out that we want to say about Seattle. Yeah. Um, like instead of celebrity gossip, it's just <laughs> Seattle beer gossip. No, that's great. I love it. Nothing has co- really come up for me. You know, is there we- any drama in the scene right now? Um, I mean, I guess the only thing that I ever want to talk about is the lack of journalism in Seattle. Yeah. Bes- I mean, besides you, of course, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like 1%. So there's like, yeah, like it's just like if you look up, if you Google search Seattle Beer News, Washington Beer Blog comes up first. Mm-hmm. Um, SeattleBeerNews.com. I don't know what that is. What is that? I don't know. Uh, or like, you know, people rebranding. Have there been recent rebrands? Fremont. That's right. Their logo looks like a sports logo now. It's very, I, I always liked the Lush can. I thought they should have gone that route. Me too. Personally, it feels a lot more Seattle than the sports team logo. Yeah, I just like, I I do like the older logo that's like the detailed heron and like the the kind of like illustrated look. It's just, I don't think that every branding or logo has to be so streamlined to the point where it looks corporate-y. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, because some of their can branding, it's just like, it's not very consistent. Exactly. Yeah. Some of the brand, it looks a little like, uh, 
Yeah, because Lush, I mean, that's a personal preference. I think Lush looks beautiful. Yeah, but like I do like the old, like the original interurban oh, better yeah. than this new one. And like Summer looks like a sublime logo. <laughs> it does. Oh my God. <laughs> and two more shall be a whore. Nobody ever told her it's the wrong way. Like if you were to like do that thing where you kind of like blow your eyes a little bit from far away, it's yeah. like a yin yang snake. Speaking of which, have you seen um, Cloudburst's latest release? Is it is, is it called Ying Yang? <laughs> it's not Ying Yang, but it's like the Magic Eye posters. Oh, I Dude, I love them so much. It's like they are in my brain. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. And they're like, was everyone lying about that? I can never see it. And I commented on it like, me in the fourth grade knowing full well I'm a liar. All- oh my god, guys, I see it. I see it. Here it is, it's the elephant. <laughs> They're so stupid. We need to get some. Do you think there's people out there talking shit about our logo? Maybe. I don't know why they would, though, because it's really good. I mean, I hope people are talking shit about us. That means we've done something, right? Right? Yeah. What people are... Yeah. I mean, bring it. Yeah, so it's like, besides these, like, either official blogs or, like, you know, Washington Beer Guild, um, I feel like the one other resource that people use is that Facebook group called Beer Tasting Seattle. Oh, Jesus. Which That's right. I I was a part of that group until I realized how insane it is because it's not... I mean, beer professionals are on it, but it's mostly just like people who ride the hype train and try to trade and sell things. Um, it's extremely chaotic. So when I had Facebook, I got off of it because I was like, I can't deal with these people. And now I don't have Facebook at all. So like, I don't have any access to that group but i know that's like where a lot of information is also shared it was it's so because when i first joined it like when i moved here because someone was like you have to and i was like okay first of all i had never traded anything i didn't even know people did that me neither i was like jesus christ this is i was like what is iso like what does that mean in search of oh and then it's like feet ft for trade Uh, okay iso uh, seekers after light, FT, Ruben's triple crush. <laughs> so yeah, no, that, I mean that whole subculture of trading and selling beer was even when I first got into the industry was something I was not even really aware of, and it is really like a fascinating thing, like how intensely commodified certain bottles can be to the point where it's like, I mean, we've all seen the long lines this isn't just a seattle thing this is everywhere in um like popular beer cities but like y'all see the lines the the jokes and the memes about setting your camper chair out there and your grandma mewling for you but it's like i, I just that just never like quite clicked for me like why that was interesting for people i, mean, I get trading because it's like you know like i haven't i've really done it you know i've sort of done it yeah like you know like if you have a I just find it be like, and like the internet can be good in that like you can find friendly people who are just like, oh, I've never had sure. Canteon, you know, uh, whatever goose. Um, and I have, I live really close to Side Project and I'm able to get this. Do you want to trade those? But I guess I just, that means spending a lot of time on the internet, not watching funny, stupid videos. <laughs> No, or it just like it almost seems like a weird power play to me. Like, oh, I was first in line here, so I got my allotment, and 
I'm using this to my advantage to feel like power in my life because I'm unhappy. That's the vibe I get from it. No, I think you're pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) And and like that just takes away from everything we talk about in terms of beer being community. Like I don't want it. Community is like bottle shares. Community isn't purposely getting as much as you can just to resell. And then fuck up everything for everyone. Right. And it's just like, and then people aren't even drinking the beer. That's the thing. Like having a cellar is cool. So you can like open it and be like, Ooh, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Or like, Oh, yeah. this is going to be cool in a year. But like most of the time I talk to people with sellers and they're like, Oh God, it's too much. And I'm like, well, you, what are you doing? You need to sell, you need to sell it. No, don't sell it. You need to drink it. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. Like it's, I get like aging multiple bottles cause you know, they're going to taste cool and like you don't want to be fucking just getting sloshed every night. But like if you're not drinking it, then what's I don't why just things yeah. going like bad. Yeah. And like anyone I don't know who needs to hear this, but brewers want you to drink the beer. They want they love that you're purchasing and you are creating a job for them, but they want you to drink the beer. Like stop hanging on to it. Just like drink it. Like and like I don't know if this is so dramatic to say this, but like if you're not even enjoying it, like why is that like disrespectful to the brewer? Like someone's putting in all their hard work getting paid not enough because brewers get paid like crap. Oh yeah. And and then for it to sit in your cellar for you to brag about it, like yeah, there's a lot of like posturing, I think. But I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. so hard because like I just have never been like, you know, as we said, we both have never been into the standing in line situation. <laughs> it's just a little too stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm just like, oh, here, for example, there's a place called Mount Bagel that sells bagels. Um, and I heard they sell it very quickly and they deliver. So you like online order at Mondays at noon. And I keep forgetting about it. And today I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I like had my phone out because I people were like, it goes fast. So make sure that you're ready. Mm-hmm. So I had my phone out and I, the order button came on, I pushed it. And then I was like, okay, I want, I really quickly, I was like picking the bagels I wanted, put the cream cheese. And then for some reason, the bagels didn't go into my cart and I had to go back and it was already sold out. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like for bagels. And I was like, oh, man, and I was like, I'm never going to try again. That's how like how quickly <laughs> I was defeated before i had an in with floodland that's how i felt about public sales you're just like like, nah i had the alert my phone told me when the email came through and i would go and i would go to it and it was sold out every time i'm like how are people doing it this fast they have like they they must be programming bots to do it for them or something because i think they do and there is a certain amount of I don't want to say jaded, but like we're so used to this stuff because we're in the industry. And sometimes it's hard for me to remember that there are people who don't work in this industry. It's just something they really love, a hobby, a passion of theirs. And so that sort of stuff is very exciting to them versus like. And it is exciting. Like it's fun. Obviously, like this is supposed to be fun. I guess when you this is your job, it's it's different than when it's like. Yeah. What you said, like it's a hobby. It's like. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, I remember a couple of our old coworkers that we have 
were one time telling me how they were going to a Holy Mountain release, which um, Holy Mountain always has huge lines for their stuff. They were kind of like one of the first breweries around Seattle that like started getting like a massive cult following in terms of beer releases. And I remember one of our old coworkers telling me like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go to the Holy Mountain release. Yeah. We get there super early, stand in line, bring some breakfast, like sneakily drink in line. And part of me was just like, don't you, don't you know someone who works there? Like, (laughs) I don't think you need to wait in line. I think you could probably just get a bottle. And they were like, no, 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 no. Like we like doing it. It's a whole thing. And I'm like, man, that's, you you work 40 hours in a brewery and then you want to go wait in line for hours outside of another brewery like (laughs) i mean yeah i I mean i get it you don't want to like expect something from another brewery but like no for sure i'm not saying you should with someone like maybe they would share it with you right i guess it was just surprising to me that like as for someone who has to be working behind the bar doing huge releases like that i don't know why you would want to go do that in your spare time i, don't know. I guess it's fun yeah i mean eating yeah sp- and again it's just maybe not an interest of mine but it's other people like it. you know it's like it's like you know going to six flags and like you stand in line for a long time for like a two-minute thrill and like the line yeah. can be fun if you're with people you really like yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and Disneyland is super good at doing that because they make the line itself really fun, knowing that you have to wait for 45 minutes. Yeah, um, at least. And then they have, like, if there's misters, too, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta have the misters. Dude, yeah. And, like, they should be selling beers and stuff in those lines. Ah, That'd be so dope. Except just a bunch of drunk adults in <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland doesn't have alcohol. Other parks do disney world does i think or like it might be like one of the parks inside disney world does but like disneyland itself doesn't well that's a nightmare which is funny because i remember one time being in disneyland um (laughs) oh my god this is so stupid so (laughs) i went to school an hour or hour and a half north of la and so when you're in college, you have a ton of energy to do like day trips to Disneyland, oh, which dude, is not in LA. I've it's south of LA. Um, and me and my friends actually got season passes because we would go all the time. And um, we would fucking put vodka into water bottles because you can bring water bottles in. Um, <laughs> That's what I would do. And, and then also like, even by the time we could buy alcohol, like we didn't want to spend it, but there were, um, in the area in Disneyland, that's like the New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. They um they have mint quote unquote mint juleps at like one of the restaurants, but they're all don't have alcohol in them. What and I think just because it said like I totally read that they have booze in certain areas. They do in California Adventure, um, but not in Disneyland. This the, this article says top five places to drink alcohol at Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, the parents need to know. They need to know. They're all, this is, it's also kind of sad. <laughs> oh, California, uh, they're all in California Adventure. Yeah. So, me be being so, so, so wait, mint juleps. So, I went to go get a mint julep, and I was, but thinking that they may have had alcohol in them, but since we snuck our vodka that we were going to put in a mint julep, um, 
God. I was like, can I get a mint julep virgin? And the person who was working at they were like dead behind their eyes. They're like, you fucking idiot. This does not have any alcohol in it. <laughs> Me thinking I'm all being all sneaky, like, oh, I want one without alcohol. Um, and they were just like, neck. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm sure, though, that California Adventure has like all sorts of craft beer options now. Yeah, it says that there there is. Disney tourist blog. This is fascinating. Yeah, you have that you know, saved in your bookmarks. I'm gonna just save this all. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I remember reading about like there's a, a craft beer experience in Disney World, and it was like the price tag on it was. I was like shocked by it. It was like a tasting set. It was like maybe four or six beers, four to six beers, like you know, tasters. And it was. I'm not. I think it was ninety one dollars. It was something like. I was like, no, that can't be right. And I like looked into it. I have to, I have to, sh- I have to look. like after you've already paid to get into the park, you have to pay an extra $91 for 12 ounces of beer. It's like craft beer tasting or something. I remember reading about it and just like, I, I like kept refreshing it. I was like, there's something wrong. This is, <laughs> this isn't right. Also like who was leading that tasting? I think there's no, there's no leading. It's just, they just give you the, the tasting flight. Oh, here it is. Here it is. California Craft Brews in Central Florida. <laughs> Baseline Tap House at Disney's Hollywood Studios has an outstanding selection of California draft beers and cider. What? Why California? Disney's beverage manager. Oh, says Jason Shaw Kim. He's responsible for curating menus throughout the park, and he keeps up with trends in the beer world. For Taste of California, he built a flight at Baseline with Golden Road 329. No! That's not craft! It's North Coast, Scrimshaw, Pilsner, Angel City IPA, and Ace Space Bloody Orange Hard Cider. So there was a cider in the beer flight that you paid $90 for? It was like so expensive that I couldn't even like I couldn't compute it. I was like, how much would I pay for like, you know, a collection? And you get to like keep a glass or something for a collection sure. of beers. Like sit down in the middle of the day and have one. I'd be like I'd spend twenty five, thirty dollars, okay? Yep. Same. With tip, it's gonna yeah. end up being thirty something dollars and I wouldn't right. be happy, but I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing. It's like an experience. Be- beverage tasting seminars with Disney Cruise Line. I'm really going down a, a rabbit hole here. I wonder how much these people get paid to like have bad taste. <laughs> I'm sure that they're they probably don't have a lot of options. You're right. I'm just being I'm being mean about it. But like, they probably get paid so much money to be a beverage director for Disney, and then you're putting fucking Golden Road. Oh yeah. See, that's such a nightmare. I, that woman that woman is such a nightmare. She is. And like that a California beer experience makes sense if you're in Disneyland, Anaheim, California. Yes. If you're in Orlando, Florida, you need to be doing Cigar City. There's you t- need to be doing there's tons of Florida options. breweries. Tasting North Blake. Carolina is close to you. So many great stuff there. It just like I guess the reason why I get upset about these things is just when I'm thinking about the people who are putting this together, I guess it's just really frustrating because like this is what we do on such a smaller scale. And I'm like, 
I'm not I'm really not trying to be pretentious about this but I'm just like we have so much knowledge about beer like people who have knowledge about beer should be beverage directors not people who come I 100% agree 100% guarantee that this person this beverage director probably came from a distributor oh with that probably did sales for a distributor you know and it's like you can be good at the job and still be into beer but from our experience a lot of distributor people, salespeople, like don't actually know that much about beer. They know a lot of things that's about beverages in general and how to sell. They know how to sell. Right. And it's like, if you could get someone in that position who actually really cares about it and can make like really dope relationships with more like mid-level breweries that could help out your community, like that would be really cool. And you could actually provide like a really great experience because, okay. It's so much easier to order from one distributor right? Look at the portfolio. But there's so much money. You have so many resources if you're that big of a company. Maybe he doesn't. Um, Because, okay, so we've been in the position, I'm assuming you have as well, where people will buy craft beer enthusiasts uh, gifts that's like very sweet because they know you're into beer, but it's not necessarily anything that's actually going to like help you out or is kind of like obsolete for like what kind of drinker you are. So, like, imagine you were going to Disneyland with your family and your partner bought you a beer flight experience while you're there to be like, hey, well, I go, you know, take a nap with the kids. You can do this beer thing, like a really nice gesture. And say you are actually into beer and you, like, know what these these breweries that categorize themselves as craft when they're not really craft and, you know, these kind of ins and outs. And then you go to something like that and that's the beer you get. Like, like that's just so disappointing to spend that much money it's assuming that people are dumb which yes. is rude um so rude also i don't think a lot of i mean i don't know maybe some beverage directors have different uh different methods like i would take it as or when i did with new anchor it's like it's your opportunity to educate people through mm-hmm. a beverage like doesn't mean you're lecturing them or they're sitting in a class but you're like hey try something new or like you thought that this was what the you, if, if your selection is only of these certain things and they're all different from like, then it like expanding people's horizons. It's kind of like your, I feel like it's your responsibility, but like if you're just trying to buy beers that people are going to drink and you just have to hit a bottom line, then like, yeah, I guess you're just, it may, maybe education isn't your thing. You're just like, people just want to drink. But if, which which totally could be true. It just then why do an event like this? Why assume people are dumb? Like they don't have the internet yeah. or they haven't read like cursory sort of things about styles. If someone's yeah. going to an event like that, like they have at least like they at least like know about one style really well. Or they at least are yeah. into it enough to know that like this shit is like not interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like it probably happens in the wine world too, but it, I think it's worse in the beer world. Yeah. Or like just taking advantage. It almost feels like taking advantage of your potential customer, which again, maybe some people don't care, but it's like, because beer is more accessible than other beverages like wine doing something like this. I don't know. It just feels like you're taking advantage of people by like giving them a shitty product and not giving them a good experience for so much money. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like even with Disney, who has such a big outreach, I mean, I doubt they care about beer at all. Um, no. But they should if they care about money, which they do. Um, you know, like, I think they would have a really cool opportunity to be able to do a lot of outreach to, you know, people that have 
been uh, either uh, marketed inappropriately and racist sort of marketing or just ignored completely um, Mm -hmm. or have been, you know, just like assumed that people that are of this color or, or this gender only like these sort of things when you could be really cool about it and be like, yeah, listen, beer is for everyone. And we don't need to be like doing things the way we have been doing for the last 200 years and just like (laughs) ignore people and just like do horribly racist marketing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it almost seems like I bet the mindset of those people is like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But it's like, it's so broken. You just don't understand because you're still making money off of it. So we need to write a letter to Disney is what our point is. Mm-hmm. And it's going to say, um, dear, a handwritten letter. A handwritten letter is going to say, dear sirs and ma'ams, dear people, dear people in charge. Hi. Uh, we were writing, reading, we went down a rabbit hole and we were reading about some of your beer options in your much fabled and famous parks. And We'll cut to the chase. We're disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) We need our help and we are willing to do it for free. (laughs) Then we'll scratch that out. We'll like scratch it out (laughs) and we'll say for a small fee. (laughs) And then tape our business card onto the handwritten letter. Yeah. And then seal it with blood. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that they'll read it? We should try. I'm not even joking. We should just do this and see what happens. Dude, I've been wanting to write to Cooks Illustrated. I've been, we've been like subscribers for a long time. Um, you, I'm sure you've seen like mm-hmm. the classic and they're, the recipes are really cool and like all different like regions and stuff like that. And they always have good tips and tricks and stuff. Um, not super vegan friendly, to be honest. <laughs> That's all, you know what I mean? Um, but sometimes they'll write stuff about like, their recipes are so vague about beer. They'll be like, add half cup lager. And like, they'll talk about wine and they'll at least give like dry white wine, like such as Sauvignon Blanc. And it's like, why are you just saying half cup lager? Like what the fuck type of lager are you talking about? Right. It just, it, so beer so often gets grouped as just one thing when it's like, there's probably just as many beer styles as there are wine varietals. And, and yet there's just zero information about it. It's so insane. Like they should know better. Like, and you know, I've worked with chefs who like don't care and you're just like, dude, what, how, Yeah. how that's a major component of our cuisine. So anyways, I'm going right. to write an angry note to them too. Dude, I bet there's some sort of program where like kids can write to Mickey Mouse or something. We should feign like we're doing it. Like use like a kid's fake a, a kid's handwriting on the front like to Mickey Mouse and they open it up and it's like listen you need to get a hold on your beverage situation <laughs> I think that this would be a really fun thing to for uh, Seattle Beer School to do is we just start writing letters to people about beer and it's not mean <laughs> or maybe it could be it's stern but oh, they're just snarky they're just like more funny than anything we're just like dear whatever dear canless um <laughs> listen I mean, it just they're... starts with listen, period. <laughs> listen. Like, their beer list isn't bad, so that wasn't really the right sort of... There are, surprisingly, though, so many nice restaurants in Seattle that have 
terrible beer lists. Or How just is like, it that you guys are... Or just not enough. Like, they have two beers. And you're like, dude, like... I, I, I just can't comprehend why you would have incredible wine distributors that you buy from and then are just like, fuck it for beer. It's Seattle. This is a huge beer city. Like, what is wrong with people? Just start off with, like, five. Like, start off with, like, a really great, uh, you know, mixed fermentation, a really great Saison, a really good yeah. IPA, a really good Pilsner, and, like, a really good, like, something else. I don't know. It just it, it, it is shocking to me how, mu- how much of a missed opportunity there is. Because, yeah. like, there's money to be made there. Yeah, I just don't think that. Yeah. Well, maybe people just don't know. Well, I guess that's our mission. <laughs> It's just writing letters. I'm into it. I think bigger corporations is what need, who needs to hear from us. We have to get some letterheads, some le- letter, like some paper with our logo on it. Yeah. What is that? Isn't that called letterheads? Letterhead. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to get one of those like wax things to like seal it. I have the wax and a wax spoon. We just need the actual press with our Seattle Beer School logo on it. Dude, Etsy's got to have people who are doing that. Oh, yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah, let's do We need to get that. Or just start writing letters to people. It doesn't even have to be a critique. It can just be letters. Just hand it Just saying hi. Hi. Let's say we're writing a letter to June Baby or Solari. We're like, yeah. to Eduardo Jordan, we like you. Stop the good word. Do you like us? Do you <laughs> circle yes or no? And then we put like boxes. <laughs> the first one we send, we should send to Bottleworks though, because Brandon would like it. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Brandon, skip ahead. <laughs> Don't listen to this. <laughs> You're not allowed to listen to this. <laughs> just send it to breweries and just various people. Just comment, just a single comment. Just like, let's see here. Dear Lucky Envelope. Happy New Year. <laughs> XOXO, Jess and Shauna. <laughs> you know what? I think people would like that. I think they'd find it endearing. We're, we're going to do it. They'll be like, what do they want? <laughs> we're like, nothing. We're just saying hi. We just want friends. <laughs> Will you be our friend? Yes, no, maybe? The maybe has to be an option. Okay. Well, now we have some stuff we need to get to. Yeah, we haven't been planning classes, haven't been doing events, but we will be doing a letter writing campaign. So, <laughs> all right. Well, drink beer and write letters. <laughs> yeah, there's there no, there's good motto. no theme or moral to this episode. Well, there's some morals. It's um, don't pretend the coronavirus is gone or didn't exist or has never existed. Um, you don't need to have a minute and a half long commercial talking about how perfect all your products are for every situation in life. Um, Disneyland needs to get their act together when it comes to beer. Yeah, and stop saying it's craft beer when it is breweries that have been bought by Anheuser-Busch. Thank you. Good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. Goodbye. That was a Titan Cast episode. Hello everyone, this is Kelly, an internet rabbit hole enthusiast. And I'm Nick Bros, former host of It Could Be Worse, the podcast, and longtime fan of the internet. We are I Love the Internet, two cross-country friends that met on the web exploring all the corners of the internet that you'd never have the time to find. Yep, and we're going to be talking about the best and the worst parts of the internet. 
the things we love, the things we hate, and the things that make us wonder where the last three hours went. And guess what? You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at I Love the Internet Podcast or visit our page on the Titancast Network website at titancastnetwork.com where you can find our show and a whole lineup of other amazing podcasts. And then please send us all of your internet-related stories and findings to I Love the Internet Podcast at gmail.com. Got anything else? That's it. Good. And that's, that's enough, enough internet, internet for today. today.